Hello, humans, and welcome to an extra episode of Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is May 20th, 2019. So I just did a really important IFS session on myself with Thomas's help, and then a little bit more after we finished talking. And with any sort of memory um, reconsolidation, I'm losing um, the pieces because my brain is re... Uh, I don't know all the things, but... There's new protein centers and things, and I don't know. So my brain is moving my memories around, and I can feel it. So I wanted to try and do another episode or at least record this as it's happening um, and to try and tell you what I did. So, um, again, IFS is Internal Family Systems Therapy. It is a modality that helps you go into your subconscious or your memories um, and talk one-on-one with your traumas and the the parts of you that remember and are protecting you from bad things. And I definitely have had parts um, that basically were placeholders for the traumas that I experienced throughout my life. And to be able to go back and talk to them is what IFS is all about. And if you can go and be with them and listen to them and reparent them um, and sometimes introduce yourself to them um, and introduce other people to them, you may end up leaving this uh, bonus episode thinking that I have lost my marbles or more than you may have already thought that I had but I'm very excited and this it something happened it what I've been trying to do seems to have worked so um I had done my podcast on Saturday I believe um the episode called source and that is where I revealed at least the outline of um, one source of my experiences, my traumas uh, throughout my life. And since I did that and I was brave enough to face whatever the consequences might be of revealing as much as I did, um, and it's been a few days and people have listened to me now and they have validated what I said and they were nice to me. And so um, the parts in me that have been hiding that truth and uh, protecting me from those things ever happening again um, have been resolved more or less um, they have dissolved they're gone um, I talk to them I work and now I mean I, I'm currently sitting here um, it is 1.46 in the afternoon. I started my IFS session at noon, and um, or about 12.20. And um, within that time, I noticed that many of my parts had already resolved. Um, but there were still a few soldiers, warriors left and the analogy the imagery that I gave to Thomas to help him um, somewhat understand the emotion behind what I was talking about was that it seemed like there was these five soldiers who um, had been 
um, behind enemy lines and um, extremely vigilant for a very long time, hypervigilant. And um, they didn't know the war was over. They, they've been radio silent. They, they've been out of communication for a long time. And um, somehow it's taken a couple of days. Um, but these last few traumatized, exhausted parts with these little girls coming out of a war zone are coming to me and kind of they don't really know what's going on they don't really seem to have any but they they have been trying to keep me safe they have been protecting me from danger they have been keeping me vigilant um they have trained me and pushed me and guided me to becoming as competent and careful as I am they have always made sure that I knew everything that was going on around me at all times, that I always fit in as much as possible, that I kept myself safe by whatever means I needed to have a presence that kept me safe. And not to dig too much into it, but it always has felt connected to how much I tried to keep myself safe sexually. Um, and how I kept myself from being sexual for a very long time. And in the times I did experience um, intimacy with a partner, um, it always felt and seemed and almost ended up in my life very disordered um, until Thomas. So all of that seems connected and all of that seems to have been protecting me. And so there's these parts that have been trying to protect me physically and mentally and sexually and financially and just trying to keep me safe. And they've been trying to keep me perfect and guarded and structured and planned and always making sure that you, I never do anything wrong ever because the consequences, I might not be able to live with them. <clears throat> wow that um that was me um going into a part so that was a part talking um they're not all completely resolved um or at least the memories of them or at least I have them enough to be able to tell them to you now um but even when I I was able to tap into that more than I expected um for actually how resolved it feels so um but that was that. That's the kind of their general message. The parts that was tra were trying to keep me safe. And I, in this moment, thank you so much for keeping me safe. You mattered. I needed you, and I'm here probably because of you. Um, and if any of you are doing IFS, those kind of thank yous can really, really matter. Even though now my parts seem to be gone. Um, but I worked specifically with two parts. Uh, one of them, my five-year-old, four-year-old, one of them, my four-year-old, um, and she, well, the, the big thing about it was that she didn't know who Thomas was, um, and that's a big thing with parts is they, they still just are the age that they were when the trauma happened, um, and so they most likely don't know how old you are and they don't know what's going on in your modern day life and so sometimes going back and accessing these parts is just showing them who you are now and um 
she was very nervous that I was married and she asked me, um, do we like him and is he safe? And yes, we do like him very much and he is very safe. And um, when I was telling her that I was, you know, 28 now and I'm married and I have a 31-year-old husband and kind of saying those things, she was also then worried that we were stuffy now. So that we were just like a boring adults because um, she only really knew chaos. But so then once I established with her that I actually have a very stable, safe life now, um, she actually got worried that we were boring. Um, and she asked to meet um, Thomas when he was little so she could judge um whether or not he really was going to be fun and Thomas was on the phone with me during um when this part was happening and she wasn't actually very interested in talking to him as a 31 year old um though now the all the parts had asked him to have dinner uh with them tonight so we'll see how that goes because they want to meet him um especially the teenage Rebecca's um but the four-year-old Rebecca wanted to um meet six-year-old Thomas so like two years older we're we're about two years apart wanted to meet six-year-old Thomas um and see what like the real she felt that that would be like the real Thomas and so um with Thomas's permission I invited his six-year-old version to meet my four-year-old and um, he, six-year-old Thomas walked right up to four-year-old Rebecca and said, you know, introduced himself and asked who she was and asked if she wanted to play. And there was something extraordinarily profound to her about not having to perform or be anything or do anything or, like, manipulate herself in any way. She didn't feel scared. Well, at first she felt nervous because he was so himself so bold and colorful and bright and energetic and she was nervous um but then when she realized that him being so much himself made her get to completely be herself they ran off and played in the woods and make believe and pretend and stuff and i um did other talking with thomas and we worked on some other parts um including my 14 year old self um who was extremely adamant that nothing ever happened to me that was um sexual um adversely sexual I don't know what to call it she did not want me to be attacked and she felt like that was one of the biggest risks to her um mental health there was she was already going through so much in life so many responsibilities had already gone through so many hard things that at 14 as she was like going through puberty and starting to maybe look more womanly um 14 year old Rebecca was adamant that it not go in a south sexy way like she just wanted to not be sexual she didn't want anybody to like her she did nothing um probably why it wasn't until 18 that um I had my first kiss and held a boy's hand and all that kind of stuff and um Thomas was my first sex and I was 22 um so the other some things happened in between that but I I had a really hard time connecting um with my sexuality I still do um and I'm very protective 
And even though I have explored ways to express my sexuality and even been exhibitionist at times and very flirtatious and really put myself out there and had some experiences, um, I never liked it. And I actually looked a lot into these parts um, to see if I had been sexually abused when I was young. And I've created a lot of space and allowance for them to tell me if that was true and to share with me if that had happened to me and if that was connected to my sexual dysfunction. Um, The only thing that I got was that there is a possibility that my oldest sister um, may have shared with me um, some of her experiences. And I'll just leave it there. So I may at a very young age maybe had um, been privy to um, bad things. But other than that, um, I have never experienced any sort of sexual assault or misconduct in my life. Um, Like the closest that I can say would be um, a boy in school and we started and then I didn't want to anymore and we stopped kind of a thing. Um, But actually, mostly men would follow me into the dark way before they would want to take me back to their tent. Um, I've always been an anomaly um, when it comes to the relationships that I have cultivated with men. They're much more likely to protect me. Um, The vast majority of the men in my life or young men, boys, um, teenage boys, I I mostly hung out with guys uh, high school through college um, and didn't have relationships with any of them and most of the time they were just very protective and took care of me and even when I had advanced took it like advanced on them they wouldn't do it and they would always just talk about to me how much they cared about me but um different things from they're not good enough for me to it needs to be somebody more special to you know you're my sister I am you know I bought just things not blah 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 I don't want to say that they were genuine real reactions to picking up on some vibration that was coming off of me that says I really really don't want to do anything sexual I really just really don't but I would love to be your friend and I would love to be in your life and I I am wonderful in a lot of other ways but sexuality is just not something that I I like very much and I'm still trying to figure out if that is a dysfunction and or if it was a trauma, or if it was abuse, or if it was, I don't know what, but I just, I'm not very comfortable in that space, and I don't really like it, except just with Thomas, and even that is sometimes nervous-making, and he's just very understanding, but it's it's just something that I struggle with, Um, but I don't necessarily want to struggle with it at forever I just want to be okay and just know that that's part of me and so my 14 year old self is the kind of the totem for that set of thoughts and memories and it's not resolved Um, it appears to me that four-year-old Rebecca um, represented um, more of my instability 
with my father caused by the instability he brought into my life, the four-year-old Rebecca, um, that was the age where I realized that there was a lack of responsibility for me and um, that I would always struggle to trust him. I was four. So um, so four-year-old Rebecca represents that set of um, sadnesses, traumas, um, and there's other things too, but she kind of represented that core foundational um, shakiness, that distrust and um, fear. And so she had asked, um, do we like him? Is he safe? And yes. And she had met six-year-old Thomas and deemed him lovely and fun. And um, after I got off the phone with Thomas, um, something was happening where four-year-old Rebecca and six-year-old Thomas were starting to tap into memories that were older than them and sharing them with each other. Um, Rebecca was telling Thomas things that were going to happen next in his life, and Thomas was telling things that were happening next in her life, and I, I had to stop them. This sounds so bizarre, but this is what happened. I had to sit them down and talk to them about not traumatizing each other, and both of them broke down for getting in trouble. Like they were both so sensitive about having doing something wrong and like they thought that they were in trouble. They thought that it was bad. And there were other parts of this conversation with Thomas where they asked him, did we hurt you? Are we in trouble? Um, Is everything okay? By being honest with you, did we cause any problems? And Thomas on the phone saying, I actually thought the conversation we just had was really fun. I loved talking to you. I loved hearing everything that you had to say. I can't wait to see you when I get home tonight. We're going to all keep talking and getting to know each other. And I think you're really interesting and you're worth listening to was just like, okay, great. I'm happy now. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, sorry if that was like really loud, but, um, I they they were just so it was like that quick they were like okay we've been heard we know they Thomas noticed us we like Thomas um we you know we were able to be honest for the first time in decades or you know out in the light and share our truth and experience what happened and ask questions and get answers and um we didn't get in trouble we didn't um do anything wrong so that seemed to resolve a lot of what happened um and four-year-old Rebecca um, though did get really upset when, um, I said, you know, no, tra- no traumatizing each other. Um, and so we, I had to sit down with them. And at this point, I really, honestly, I wish I remembered what I said, but I don't like, and I think that that's part of the memory, um, um, re, um, con... I can't remember it right now, but when you take memories and you turn them into a new memory, um, I said it earlier in this recording, but I said some things to them. I think I talked about what we loved about ourselves and I let them ask me some questions. I answered some things and at some point I wasn't even like finished with the sentence, but they like both trusted me. And that everything was fine and that like they it just they just like left. Like I opened my eyes. They were gone. Like I couldn't access them anymore. I couldn't talk to them anymore. Um, 
the more that I try and talk about this, the more that I'm forgetting what even happened or what I'm talking about. So all I'm remembering is that there was a four-year-old Rebecca who was holding on to trauma around instability around her father, who made decisions in her life that made her have to go through things that were really hard. But, oh, I did say to them, the things that you will go through are going to make you the person that you will become, and you like being the person that you will become. So don't be too afraid. Oh, yeah, don't be too afraid. It's, it's going to end up good, and you're really going to be okay. Yep, and then they left. And they're gone. Um, and that represents like a whole line of trauma and um, in my life. So we're going to see how that resolves itself and how that feels and how that manifests into physical symptoms. Um, I did ask my parts myself if I am feeling so much better, why am I still not eating? Um, something, someone responded, that's not a part, that's a process. Uh, what I grokked from that was that there are systems within my body that don't have to do with uh placeholder memories or specific traumas that aren't functioning um, some systems that don't work right haven't figured out what systems those are you know I don't know if it's like hormones or gut health or something um, but that's the feedback I got was that it wasn't um, a part that I needed to still resolve so that I could get my appetite back and that I would stop having these like nervous um, stressed out feelings it, it was going to be time maybe because even though I am resolving the traumas, my body still remembers being traumatized. It's going to take longer for my body to recover than I believe that it's currently taking my mind to release the past. Um, uh, 14-year-old Rebecca is staying. Um, she opted to stay as to serve as a protector um, to remind me that I don't need to opt towards my sexual... Um, prowess no uh my sexual nature my sexuality uh gifts I don't know I don't those things um I don't have to go over there to be valued or noticed or loved that is not the only place where affection is that's not the only time or the only way that I can feel valuable wanted loved and desired it doesn't have to be sexual. It can be. And I'm really happy to be married to Thomas. But it, I don't have to do it in any other capacity. I don't have to wear clothes that show off more skin than I want to. I don't need to use those feelings um, when interacting with the world. And I think that in some ways that comes down to like being a woman um, and women being sexualized and most clothing being, um, revealing and me having a hard time finding clothing that I like because I don't like clothing that's revealing, um, and just like things like that. And so, um, 14 year old Rebecca would like to stay as a guardian of my self-esteem to always remind me that I'm worth so much and I'm beautiful in so many different ways and I can interact with people consensually however they want but also consensually however I want 
And it doesn't have to be sexual. It can be in the right situations with the right person. But I don't have to do it casually. I don't have to present myself to be looked at, to be viewed and witnessed and experienced for my sexual abilities. That's not what I like about myself. And I I just, I don't really want to do that. And I think that there's something in me that says that's wrong and that's guilty. And I think that that might be society. And I've been trying to look back and see if there was a trauma, but I really don't think that that was one of my traumas. I think that I just don't want to be sexual. And America keeps telling me that I'm supposed to be. So my 14-year-old self, who would like to just be referred to as 14, has taken up a Wakanda-like warrior position behind my right shoulder. Um... She is dressed modestly, somewhat futuristically, conservatively, with um, some important jewelry pieces and a shaved head. So 14, hanging out there to show me that there are other ways for me to present myself, gain value and affection, than to utilize my sexuality. So... Four-year-old Rebecca um, seems to have um, departed. She seems to be resolved. Um, There's always space and time to go through any of it again. Um, I always make it explicit that even if I'm feeling resolved now, there's no shame or burden or problem in continuing to work with any of these parts going forward again as much as we need. Uh, 14-year-old Rebecca is taking up the totem of my sexuality, so from age 14 till present, and she and um sexuality and uh self-confidence presentation so that's what i just did and this is of course a very uh unique episode of exposing isolation it's much longer it's weird it's very revealing but i just i don't think i could keep going without documenting that this just happened So thank you so much if you listened to all of this. I have every intention of returning to our regularly scheduled broadcast tomorrow morning. Um, Thank you all, and I will see you next time.